Hey, everyone. Uh, thanks for clicking on this first episode of RNGPC. My name is Jake. I'm one of the hosts of this podcast and uh, just wanted to kind of let you know what to expect going into our very first episode. First things first, when we recorded this episode, we were planning on calling ourselves character development. So you'll hear that. Um, also, we were trying to figure it out as we go. And Nate and I eventually got to a point where we were more comfortable behind the mic and streamlined creating our characters a lot better. So we wanted to give you this first episode just to show you where we started and we hope you enjoy it, but encourage you to keep listening because we get better with this and it becomes a lot more fun for us. So hopefully you then enjoy the the episodes that much more as well. Uh, but yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, and remember to keep rolling and keep playing. Uh, that, that'll, that'll make sense eventually. Welcome to Character Development, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast ran by two best friends. We are not a min-max D&D podcast. We are all about the storytelling or role-playing aspect of the game. My name is Nathan, and this is my co-host, Jake. Say hi, Jake. Hi, I'm Jake. This is me. <laughs> all right, so yeah, but basically a little bit about what we do here is um, we're just two guys who want to hang out and tell a good story and use our uh, storytelling abilities to just um, create characters in the world of D&D and see how it goes. We it should got, go great. Uh, it should be super easy. Yeah, yeah. This is our first <laughs> attempt, so it's going to be smooth and flawless, yeah. and we're going to be a big success because of it. Yes, I mean, obviously, <laughs> there's no other options. There's not anybody else that's ever made a podcast that didn't turn into anything. All of them. Are yeah, great. You, yeah. You just do this once, right? And like everyone just hops on board. Pretty much. Yeah. Then you start getting Patreon members, and money just keeps flowing in, and then there's all of the the podcast yeah. glory that comes with it. So yeah. And then pretty soon we have to have like a 20 minute like sponsor segment. Yeah, every they're really annoying. Then... Like you know, you've made it once Casper reaches out. Once yes. Casper's like, ooh, ooh, you could totally move mattresses for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. And then pretty soon we'll just be sitting on their mattresses while we record. Yes. Great. The podcast throne is built of Casper mattresses. <laughs> All right. So let's just jump right into it and see how it goes. Um, yes. So we're, so we're starting, we start first with developing our character, right? You want yeah. to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So the, the format we've kind of set up is we, <laughs> we're, we're going to kind of improv it and just make it up as we go. Um, so we've kind of broken it down into like the different characteristics um, that kind of go into the background and backstories of characters. And then we've divided those into like three different tiers, uh, I guess is what we're calling them. And uh, the first tier uh, that we're going to come in with is going to be just the predetermined ones that are kind of interesting things that we have found that we think might work well together. And so when we're talking about these characteristics, we mean uh, the different things along the lines of like the personality traits, ideals, the bonds, alignments, backgrounds, class, all of the like different things that are set up in, in a classic Dungeons and Dragons format to help with like role playing type stuff. Um, but I think the, the most interesting part about it is that it's, it's through the lens of Dungeons and, Dungeons and Dragons, but it's really all character type stuff that in any type of format uh, relates to what makes an interesting character and interesting storytelling. Um, so yeah, so the, the, the first tier of those type of uh, 
characteristics is going to be stuff that we bring into the episode. Um, and then from that, we're going to have some ones that we just want to randomly generate. So we're going to roll dice because, you know, again, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so we're going to roll dice to decide what those are uh, and kind of put us on the spot to have to make them make sense with the things that we've predetermined. Um, and then from there, based on the, the random rolling, the things we've brought in, we're going to have whatever's left over just kind of help fill in the gaps. And then we're just going to have uh, a well-fleshed-out uh, backstory and character that uh, we will see, see what they do when they get up and uh, start walking around. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then we're each just going to role play out a little bit uh, where one of us plays the character we created and the other one plays just a random NPC. It'll yep. most likely be a bartender nine times out of ten because every good, yes. uh, yeah, every good adventure starts in a bar and a tavern. So yes. yeah, and, in a tavern. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and it'll just be uh, that. So I mean, yeah, this is just going to be dicking around and coming up with interesting backstories. Yeah, so for the for we just want to start with the first one then. But what what yeah. I what I've assigned? Yeah, what what would you bring to the table today? Um, okay, ooh, yeah, the table. Uh, what I've brought <laughs> uh, to the table is I was looking around um, online and I found an interesting backstory that I think is fitting for our first uh, episode, and it's the back background of storyteller. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, and it's a very. Uh, I what I liked about it and what I was drawn to is it's it's like a weird mix of writer and actor, and you perform and tell stories um, as uh, as part of the adventure. Um, and so it, the main kind of like appeal of this is just that like you just enthrall people with uh, the different stories of tales and different things that you, that you can kind of uh, either create or talk about that you personally went on. Um, and, yeah, I think it definitely is relatable for what we're trying to do. Um, so, yeah, some of the other questions it kind of asks in here, you know, is what are, what are the subject of your stories? Why do you tell them? Um, and what personal spin do you put on these stories? So I think, again, in, in a world where we're kind of, you know, building D&D characters, it's, I think it's interesting and fun to think, okay, so what is this person's, like, why do they want to tell these stories? You know, what, what originally drew them to being this kind of storyteller in this fantasy world where all this crazy stuff's going on? You know, it's, it's kind of like, cool. So that's their main driving background is that they want to tell stories and they want to enthrall people and kind of bring them in. Um, and <laughs> then when I was thinking through it, I was like, okay, this kind of feels like a bard, right? It kind of feels like, yeah. a, like a bard type thing. But I really, I think that's easy. I think that's too easy. I think that's the low-hanging fruit. So mm -hmm. instead, I kind of wanted to flip it and be like, okay, what's, what's a more, I don't know, I guess difficult <laughs> or fun class to kind of put that in? And I've always been intrigued by uh, the, the class of Warlock. And so... With that, I decided I think this, the class should be a warlock because of the one specific, um, what is it, patron or pa uh, patron you can have uh, as a warlock called the Great Old One. Um, and yeah. so that is where your patron is a mysterious entity whose nature is utterly foreign to the fabric of reality. Uh, it might come to you from a far realm, the space beyond reality, or it could be one of the elder gods known only in legends. Um, and then the, what really... What really got it for me was it says its motives are incomprehensible to mortals and its knowledge is so immense and ancient that even the greatest libraries pale in comparison to the vast secrets it holds. And so it's like, oh, that's okay. So if we have this guy that likes telling stories and wants to kind of go out there and find all of this stuff and like bring attention to it, it's like that totally fits. He, he would totally be enthralled and, and, and 
excited about being able to find more knowledge from these old way back when places that he, you can't even find in, in libraries and all of this. Yeah. And, and then there's the very last aspect uh, of the, the great old one uh, patron is the great old one might be unaware of your existence <laughs> and is entirely <laughs> indifferent to you, but the secrets you have learned allow you to draw your magic from it. And so I was like, okay, cool. That totally makes sense. I'm imagining this, this kid of whatever race or background or other types of like his backstory found a book he likes reading he likes stories and he finds a book at one point that just in some way shape or form kind of hints at this old god right or this this old out there type thing uh-huh. and he just then kind of gets driven not necessarily crazy but just that's now what he's in what he wants and what he's passionate about he's trying to find more stories about this and also tell other people about it almost kind of in like a a Kind of like a, not necessarily like a preachy, like religious spreading way, but just in like the way even nowadays people kind of are like, if you meet people that are into Lovecraft, (laughs) are you familiar? (laughs) Like, they're, 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 it's a very, and that's what I've always drawn to is some of the suggestions um, for the type of patrons you can have for the great old one are the great Cthulhu, (laughs) which is like, Uh oh, okay. So definitely a Lovecraftian type thing. And there's all these stories about, uh, like Cthulhu and these old god type things from Lovecraft lore that talk about how the the knowledge is so profound that even if if you eventually hear it or or kind of even just tap into it a little bit, you kind of get driven crazy. Mm-hmm. So I like this idea of him being like, okay, yeah, he heard this one story and now he just wants to find more stories about it and tell other people about it and just kind of spread the word kind of of Cthulhu <laughs> and yeah. just go into these kind of crazy and innate like ramblings, um, which then kind of leads into the last thing that I'm bringing to the table for this background is the ideal. Um, and one of the ideals that is suggested uh, for this character is that of the insane rambler. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just like to tell stories. They don't need to make sense or even be true. And so it's like, boom, there we go. That totally lines up. He's so he's in some way, shape or form was exposed to uh, a story of some great old God. We don't have to really go into to who it is that can be, you know, maybe it comes out in the, in the when we're discovering a little bit more about this character um, yeah. or even like, at some point, maybe if, if someone wants to pick this up and has, you know, a certain pantheon of gods or craziness that they want to apply it to, go ahead. Feel free to put whatever god you want into it. But he, in some way, shape, or form, gets exposed to that when he's when he's growing up. Or maybe it's even when he's older. We'll, we'll, we'll see. And uh, once he does that, he then just starts telling these stories uh, of this of this old, old, crazy god that no one's ever, ever heard of. And through doing that, he then gets some power. And he gets drawn in to being able to cast some magic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's where I think we're going to start. All right, awesome. And then what are we going to um, figure out as we go? Yes. Okay. So for the the second tier, what I think um, would be the first thing we kind of want to figure out is the race of this character, right? What uh, what race they are going to be. And yes. so I, I don't really think it needs to be any one particular race. I'm kind of uh, really on board with this randomness of it, right? And just kind of like there are, let's see. Yeah, I don't I'm, I don't see any attachment to a certain race with this one either. Um, and again, uh, just to reiterate, um, I know when you're actually playing D&D, 
race matters when it comes to like the different stats and features and stuff you get, but we're not really diving that far into it. The race is just more so for us to put ourselves into like um just put ourselves in someone's shoes, right? We're not taking like yeah. the dark vision from someone's, you know, race trait yeah. and incorporating this into what 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 we're doing. Yeah, and that's where again I think um you could obviously make an argument for certain races that would be like, oh, this one would, would totally be the one that makes the most sense and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah, but I think, I think there's, there's a fun aspect to this where if we, we roll on it and then we get you know, shoehorned like into, okay, he is this. This is what his, uh, his, his, his uh, what's the right word? That's what I'm looking for. Uh, it, it becomes something that we then have to make work and we have to have mm-hmm. it make sense. And I, I think that's the fun of this is yeah. that we're now trying to think through, okay, well, yeah, it totally would have made sense if he was, you know, a human or if he was this, but now we have to figure out why he was exposed to this type of stuff. Um, being, uh, whatever, uh, a dragonborn or, or something. Right. And it's like, cool. And, and, and those types of things can then inform other parts of their background. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, cool. Do you have a specific table you would like to roll on? Um, um, no, do you? Not really. I'm trying to find something. Here we go. This will work. So I found one that is for a d20. And uh, we have dwarf. As w- I'm just going to read through these 1 to, to 16. Um, and then, okay. So first one, dwarf. And then elf. And then halfling, human, dragonborn, gnome, half elf, half orc, tiefling, uh, asimar, asimar, that's how that's pronounced, uh, changeling, <laughs> shifter, warforged. I'm not familiar with a warforged. I've never even heard of that. Okay, let's hope we get that one and have to do research. Um, <laughs> Arakoraka, uh, Ara, Ara, Ara which I believe is a snake person. If, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, a, a Genasi, and then a Goliath. And then if we get uh, 17 to 20, we get to roll again. So how okay. exciting. <laughs> um, yes. Okay, I'm going to roll for this. I have a big old D20. Um, I yep. hope it makes noise when it hits the table. So uh, let's, <laughs> let's find out. It's your character. It's your roll. Yes. Uh, okay, so I rolled an 8, which 8 is half-orc. So we're going to go right. with a half-orc. Interesting. Cool. I like that. Um, and... That is simple enough. Is there any then backgrounds uh, for half orc that we need to choose from? Okay, <clears throat> so half orcs are a mix of an orc and a human, usually. Uh, whether united under the leadership of a mighty warlock or having fought to a standstill after years of conflict. Orc and human tribes sometimes form alliances, joining forces into a large horde of the terror to the terror of the civilized lands nearby. When these alliances are sealed by marriages, half-orcs are born. Some half-orcs rise to become proud chiefs of orc tribes, their human blood giving them an edge over the full-blooded orc rivals. Some venture into the world to prove them worth um, uh, prove their worth among humans and other more civilized races. Many of these become adventurers, achieving greatness for their mighty deeds and their notoriety for their barbaric customs. All right, cool. So that is fun. I like that. Um, yeah, so obviously I feel a little like faster than humans. Your, yeah? I mean, it's your character, but I feel like with the 
violent nature of um, the half orcs. Typically, I f- um, I feel like a lot of your stories might be battle related. You know, at least that's me. Just what I'm sure. interpreting it as. Obviously, that's like the given. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm just curious how you're th- thinking about incorporating the the half orc things into the storyteller aspect. Yeah, well, I mean, I think. Um to that, with the fact that so the one thing we know we get from Half Orc, right, is that he is uh, has a, one parent that was an orc and one that was a human, um, and from mm-hmm. that it can be okay. Was it a nice, peaceful upbringing where it was like, oh, okay, yeah, they're a part of a, a, a more orc-like tribe where they are, you know, kind of nomad and kind of go around um, and don't necessarily live in a more civilized type place, or maybe it's even he was raised in the more human aspect of it, right? And so he's a half orc, but he was never really accepted by the humans, right? Or like it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like an outcast type thing. Or maybe the, the upbringing was just completely more normal, right? And, and, and so like we, we can look into that. I think before we decide too much on that, we should probably move on to the next one, um, yeah. which I think we should uh, – I want to roll as well, which is for bonds. Um, and then with this, again – once we start getting more pieces, we can start figuring out how we want to connect all of them. Yes. Um, all right. So for Bond, let's see. What do I want to roll on here? Um, ba, 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 ba. Are you looking at Storyteller Bonds or half work Bonds? Yeah. So I'm looking at the Storyteller ones right now. And I, I don't want to do all – like I don't want to – because the other ones I want to roll on are Bonds, Ideals, and Personality Traits. And I don't want to roll them all from the same thing. Um all right, so yeah. let's roll uh, D100. Uh, do you want to roll this one? You roll this one. Okay, what's my D100 look like? Uh, two D10s. <laughs> Just two D10s? Two D10s, correct, yes. Uh, one, uh, of them, one of them will have uh, 10 markers on it, so it'll be, like, instead of 9, it'll be 90, and instead of 5, it'll be 50. Do you, oh, okay. Do you so, see? Okay, I got you, yep. Yeah. I see it. Nathan is a little bit newer to Dungeons and Dragons than some other people on this podcast. Yes, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, so I rolled a seventy-eight, the highest I could roll. Wow, exactly, um, right, right underneath it too. <laughs> and that bond is no one else is going to have to endure the hardships I've been through. Wow. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> um, so he is. So he had a tough upbringing. So he yeah. he's he's. Or, or even she maybe is is uh, grizzled by some hardships that they had to go through. That's exciting. That's fun. Okay, cool. Possibilities there. Definitely possibilities. Um, all right, cool. So then we got that. And now for ideals. Let me see. This one maybe we can pull from the storyteller. Are there any fun ideals? Oh. Wait, I think I already, already, I already have did, idea. Yeah, I already did the ideal. I put that in the yes. same ramblers. Okay, never mind. Look at that. Perfectly. We need a personality trait. Yeah, personality trait. Um, hmm, let's try and keep it within storyteller. I'm gonna pull it from here as well. But this one will be random. Okay. Um, I roll a d8 um, for these different personality traits. Uh, let's you know, let's read through them. Um, the first one is uh, I only perform after a drink due to stage fright. Um, and then I confuse. Number two is I confuse what happened in my stories with what happened in my life. Three, I never write my stories down, only going from memory. Uh, four, I can never resist hearing a new story. Five, I don't like other people telling my stories. Six, my stories are dark and or depressing. Seven, my stories are lighthearted and or uplifting. Eight, I begrudgingly perform and prefer to write them down. Okay. I'm rolling my d8. 
I have some that I definitely am more excited for out of those. But <laughs> let's see. Got a three. The three is uh, I never write my stories down, only going from memory. So I okay. like that. That's fun because that we could play with. Why does he not write them down? Does he not write them down because he can't? <laughs> or yeah. does he not write them down because, again, they're so crazy and, and like all over the place that he, he's it's an unable to actually like concentrate long enough to be able to actually get them out on paper. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So now uh, based on those, the two we have left, um, or w- the main one we have left is his alignment. Um, and I think um, from this kind of just looking at it, we can kind of pull, like, what do we want? What do we want? his backstory to be. Let's start trying to flesh this out a little bit. So, okay. so we have a half orc. So he's a mix of a human and an orc. Um, he at some point came across a, a story, um, that inspired him to be pursuing these great old gods that nobody's ever heard of. Um, and that then gave him power to start being able to cast magical spells. Um, and it kind of drove him a little bit crazy. Um, so he now just insanely rambles stories. They don't necessarily always make sense. Uh, they're not usually, they don't have to be true, but some of them are, and he kind of weaves them together in a, in a very <laughs> crazy kind of sounding way. Um, and then his back, background is right, that no one is going to have to endure the hardships that he's been through. So maybe, maybe that ties into why he was exposed to that story, right? Like what happened that was this hardship um, that drove him to find solace in stories. Um, and then again, never wanting to write his stories down, only going based off of memory. Um, okay. So let's figure out what his, what his parentage kind of is. So do we think, um, I think it's more fun if his dad was the human and his mother was the orc. And then from that, I think that the, I don't know. I feel like it's. I feel like it's been. It's kind of cli- not necessarily cliche, but like done a bunch where, oh, he's a half orc and he's got that orc background, so he he does kind of come from a more like barbarian like type thing. Like we already have so much where it's like, no, he was exposed to books and and stories or read something, right? And now it wants to be the storyteller. So I think maybe he has a more I don't know, quote unquote, civilized upbringing. Yeah, um, maybe we could have it, like, because we're kind of um, hardballed, I guess. I think that's the wrong expression. But anyway, we're like, we, we kind of have to make this character depressing, which I know a lot. that's usually what a lot of people lean into for their motivations sure. in D&D. Yeah. There's not a lot of, like, happy stories where, like, oh, I've got a perfect family, and I, my life wasn't that bad. Yeah, because why would you want to go fight a dragon if you had a happy yeah. family? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the bond here kind of makes us have to... Um, there's something that has to happen to this character, right? Yes, yes. So maybe maybe we can, um, it, maybe it can't be, maybe it doesn't have to be family issues. Maybe he yeah. was a he was born into a tribe of orcs slash half orcs or whatever that is was viewed as lesser than other orcs. So maybe he his tribe was taken over by an, uh, another tribe that deemed them not worthy, and in order for, his coping mechanism for that was reading. Okay. Or something like something along those lines. That's, with, that's my idea. Sure. So with that though, then when, when did he get exposed to those books? Where where would he have found like if they're if they're like this this tribe of some sort? Is it? 
Um, I mean, maybe it's not even books. Maybe there, maybe there is in this tribe, um, the story he, he hears isn't like something that he, he secretly finds. Maybe the leader, maybe this, this other tribe that came in that, that overtakes them is led by this, you know, strong armed, like brute of a ruler that has, uh, a warlock as well. That is somebody that has tapped into this magic and is a little bit crazy and tells these stories and everyone just kind of writes them off as this crazy other type of person. But our mm-hmm. character relates to that in some way, shape or form. And like in, in his coping survival mechanism is he latches on to this, this older uh, half orc, or maybe that person doesn't even have to be in half orc. Maybe they're there. Maybe they're a full orc or maybe there's someone else uh, entirely that has, just just tell stories around the campfire, right? You know, like um, in a lot of Native American tribes, there's always the the oldest, usually person in the tribe is is the, like the historian, right? Like how mm-hmm. they'll they'll go about telling these these stories that are their history. That is what you know keeps them going, um, and is is how they remember the the past. So maybe that's yeah. how he was exposed to it. Maybe this this tribe that came in that overtook. Um, his or you know whatever reason that he now became a part of it um he was kind of like not necessarily enslaved but like was then raised in in a much more um not 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 friendly but like it's 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 kind of hostile Um, yeah and and so that's what he he latched onto um as a kid was this older uh mentor like figure um Okay, cool. So, do we think if if that happened, if he gets overthrown, and uh, do we think then? I mean, because obviously, in, in the classic D and D sense, are his parents dead? <laughs> do we think, um, in in some way, shape, or form, like when they when these tribes merged, um, do we think they that they were killed and he had no one to look up to, or do we think they're still there and they're just kind of docile and all of that? I guess again. Um, as a warlock, he's not necessarily going to be as, uh, what's the right word? He's not going to be as, uh, in your face (laughs) and, and, and as aggressive. And actually maybe then now this is a good time where we kind of go into the stats and we actually try and roll out the stats here because I think that can help us with this as well. Right. Because if we roll really low on his strength, then this, that fits in very well. But if he actually is super buff and actually super strong, uh, warlock is, or, or half work as well, then it's like, okay, you know what? Never mind. He actually does have, you know, a little bit of, uh, physicality to him mm-hmm. as well. Um, and so what we, what we're going to do when we roll our stats is we're going to go down a classic, uh, I don't know, character sheet, um, and yeah. start from the very top, um, which is strength, correct? Yep. And then what's the next one? Underneath that is dexterity. Okay. And then third would be constitution, fourth intelligence, fifth wisdom, and sixth charisma. Okay. So you roll. Let's roll every other. You roll strength. Okay. Um, and then the one thing too is with uh, the half orc traits, his strength will be increased by two. As well as his constitution score is increased by one. Um, and so to stick to the randomness of this, we are going to roll them as we go down. So the first one we roll will be for strength, and then yes. the second for dex, and so on and so on. Um, but to kind of give us a little bit of 
I don't know, an out, I guess. Um, if if something just doesn't line up right with everything else we've kind of established, we're, we reserve the right to fudge the numbers. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And again, like we're not doing this for the min-maxing of it. We're just trying to think, like allow these stats to kind of help us to figure out a little bit more about this character um, and find, uh, like I said, like if he's super strong, then it's like, okay, he was a little bit more physical. So, okay. So yeah. how we're going to roll is I'm rolling 4d6, which will give us a number... That is too high. <laughs> so I will remove then the lowest number from that, adding up to a number that will be less than 20 in some way, shape, or form. All right, this is, this is me beginning to roll. <laughs> All right, so I got a... Oof, okay. So I got a 3, a 3, a 4, and a 2. So uh, I'm right. going to remove the 2. And so we got 3 plus 3 is 6, plus the 4 is 10. So his strength is 10, but with the half-orc plus 2, it will actually be 12. And for anybody that is not familiar with anything about Dungeons & Dragons, how these numbers kind of, just for a baseline, 10 is considered average, quote-unquote, human uh, abilities with it. And so strength is pretty straightforward. It is how strong you are. Um, So (laughs) to think of the average human 10 is usually about, you know, what they could do if you think, I don't know, of a bench press, which is the classic masculine workout type thing. They'd probably be able to bench, like, I don't know, 145 pounds, like, eight times? Yeah, I'd <laughs> so, say so. So, with this, with a 12, he is a little bit stronger. Uh, some would even say, in measuring by numbers, two Stronger than uh, an average. <laughs> um, so, Nathan, now you roll uh, dex. Yes. I will roll a dexterity. 46. Yes. Here we go. I rolled a 6, a 6, a 2, and a 1. Damn. Okay. And, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, for, a 14 dex. 14 dex is not bad. Um, and uh, just to explain dexterity a little bit, that is like kind of how acrobatic... Um, the person is um, just being able to kind of move and just elude, uh, evade, evade, evade type things, um, and that usually goes into in the classic sense of Dungeons and Dragons um, how hard you are to hit when somebody's trying to hit you. But uh, but that's not what we're here for. But that's cool to know that like he is a little bit more elusive. He could probably he could probably do handstands while telling his stories. Ooh, you would yes. say, you know, so like so. Like ooh, that. ooh, maybe he's gonna be very animated. I would yes, imagine. I was gonna say he's gonna be a Jim Carrey esque storyteller. That is yeah. very just. Um, <clears throat> it's almost like interpretive. Um, all right, yeah. so the next one is remind me Constitution, intelligent. No Constitution. Sorry, Constitution. Constitution. Okay, so Constitution. I get a plus one uh, to it, but I am rolling now. Holy shit, I'm, we're rolling really good. So I rolled two sixes, a five, and a three. So oh, I, got, wow. I got 12 plus five, which is 17, which then we get to add the one, 18. Holy moly. That, and what, and what's, what's Constitution going to do for us? Uh, constitution is just kind of how hardy you are. You know, like, er, you got some grit to you. Um, that, yeah. that usually will correlate, again, in the game to, like, hit points. How many hit points you have, and that's, you know, how many times you can take damage uh, before you are unconscious. So that's just, you know... The, the thickness, the cut of his jib, you know, and so it kind of makes it kind of makes sense if he's a little bit, you know, if he's a half orc, he's gonna have a little bit more uh, 
constitution uh, to yeah. him. But all right, well, here's right. hoping. So I, okay, we're halfway through this right now, right? For these stats, I I want a low one. I want one that is not good. Yeah, because... let's make them super dumb right now. <laughs> okay, intelligence for the um. So not great. I uh, five five one and a one. Okay, so, so eleven. He's yeah, he's average intelligence. Okay, for the most part. That's that's fine. <laughs> so the reason I want okay, well, intelligence. Intelligence is pretty straightforward. Hasmatya. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's. Uh, but then is the next one wisdom? Yes. Okay. So this is uh just the. The difference between the two is intelligence usually aligns more with the classic sense of knowledge, right? And, and being able to read and write and what you kind of know and, like, how learned you are. Um, that's at least how I've always understood it. Um, I'm sure other people in other places think of it differently and have a better way of explaining it, but they're not here. So um, <laughs> that's that's kind of what that is. But to kind of go into why I want a low one is I think it's it's just as informative as the, the higher ones are, right? Like yes. it allows you to know, oh, okay, here's their flaw, which actually now thinking of is one of the things we forgot. And I would like to roll on, or maybe, you know what? That'll be in our third tier. We will put flaw in the third tier. Um, okay. and that will be, um, one that we find. So we'll read through all the different flaws and we will find the one that fits with everything else we've set up so far that kind of help just drive home that, that last part of his character Mm -hmm. um okay so the next one is wisdom correct yes okay so i will roll this is this then we got one more after this right we got correct what's the last one what am i forgetting charisma charisma okay uh wisdom jesus christ (laughs) okay so i rolled a six a six and a five uh and then a four and then a four so another 18 um, no, not 18, 17, because there's not a plus one to this. Um, uh, yeah. so wisdom and for uh, a warlock, I think this, this kind of, especially with what, what we're going for wisdom is different than intelligence in that it is more, um, it's kind of how wise you are. So it's more of just like innate knowledge. It's more of just what you kind of know and are, are like in, in, in tuned to it's more of being like a people not necessarily a people person but uh here let me see what people on line will say is wisdom is all about experiencing the world um so it's it's more about how in tune you are with that wisdom describes a character's willpower common sense uh perception and intuition right so it's 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 not necessarily what you learned in a book but what you've kind of learned through your experiences in the world um mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, super wise. Real, real wise. Okay. So now, Nathan, you have to, like, give us a, <laughs> which is, the, the, the funny thing here is, this is now the one that we have left, and I'm hoping is the lowest, but for all the people that would really want him to be a useful character, uh, charisma is what warlocks are based off of. Yes, because it's very <laughs> important for warlocks. <laughs> but let's hope we roll four ones. Let's see. Uh, so this is average again. I think I got a three, a four, and a two. So nine. Nine. Oof. Big oof. Okay, so let's let's think. So this is a nine. So this is his lowest one. Um, 
Why don't we... So we did earlier in our little disclaimer before the stat section, we did say that we can move these around if we so choose. Um, yeah. Do we like that he has a super low charisma? Because it's kind of funny. It's it's kind of funny in that like he's the storyteller that's going to be up in your face and, and you know doing all of this like... Like, that, that kind of would drive people away, right? It, it could kind of, in a way, that makes him an ineffective type of storyteller. Or do we think maybe, do we want, what, what is something, where could we put that nine that would help us figure out a little bit more about him as a character in his background, right? Because that, yeah. I, I would be fine even if, like, I'm trying to think, if he has a nine wisdom, um, does that just mean he's kind of oblivious to, to the world around him? And, like, I think... I think maybe because I, I would like to maybe have him be a little bit more charismatic, right? Okay. Um, so I'm looking at the Constitution, which we have as an 18. I think that kind of makes sense. Um, but you know what? No, let's let's do this. I want to switch the Constitution, which is actually a 17 because that's what we rolled. Um, put that to uh, charisma. Okay. So he actually has a 17 charisma, and then we're going to switch the constitution to the 9, which will actually be 10, so for everyone out there that cares about stats, look at that, using the one increase to make it average. <laughs> um, but I think what this does now is it allows us to look at it and be like, okay, so he actually, so again, constitution is your hardiness and how thick you are and how many like hit points. So what that allows us to do is be like, okay, so he's scrawny. As comparative yeah. to like other orcs go, he is an average human like build to him. So I think again, that kind of leans into this whole idea of when his tribe was overtaken, he was one of the smaller, weaker, feeble minded or feeble bodied, uh, uh, type, uh, characters or, mm -hmm. uh, individuals that was taken over. So as, as his development, he leaned into this storytelling stuff and being very charismatic and being more able to enthrall people instead of uh, having to fend them off with, you know, brute strength, which is how most of the other tribe probably would have. So yes. he's, uh, he's just small. He's just a, a smaller uh, half-orc than the rest. All right. Cool. So, just as a reminder, we have a strength of 12, a little above average, decks of 14, which again, for someone that's not, you know, super con heavy and like thick, <laughs> makes sense. He yeah. can elude a little more easily. Constitution of 10, which is average. Intelligence of 11, which just above average, so he's not very like learned, like book smart, but wisdom and charisma are both 17, which kind of uh, makes sense and, and leans a little bit into this idea of, ooh, you know, he's well in tuned with the world around him and he's experienced a lot of things and he's, you know, puts on this front that can really just kind of uh, enthrall people as this like yeah. storyteller. Um, so yeah, cool. I like that. Um, and then I think this also feeds into the bond a little bit, right? No one else has had to endure the hardships I've been through. I think he was kind of treated like the jester in all of this, yeah, right? Probably. Like, so I, I, that's kind of what I'm, I'm seeing here. And I, I think then let's find a flaw that can kind of help us fit in with this. What are the flaws for Storyteller? Flaws for Storyteller that are suggested are my stories ramble and I'm often asked to get to the point. Oh, well, look at us. We're 45 minutes in. Um, <laughs> uh, number two, uh, please don't... Pe people don't appreciate my dark or uh, irreverent humor. Uh, three, I refuse to tell the same story twice. 
Uh, no matter how popular some are, I will only tell the once. Uh, I will only tell this. Why am I struggling to read? Um, no matter how popular some are, or I o- oh or so this is the flip side of it. <laughs> or I only tell the one story, no matter how unpopular it is. Interesting. Um, all I care, number four, is all I care about is getting the best stories. I don't care if I hurt people or if their feelings uh, to get the best story. All right, five. Uh, earning as much money as possible. No, that's not, okay. It's not, that doesn't feel like this character at all. No. Um, six. Uh, my stories are told from my viewpoint, which is often different than the mainstream. Um, I'm not, none of these really jumped out to me. None of these are really like, yes, 100% this. Um, so let's look at just kind of more generic, uh, flaws over the top. Um, and I'm just going to kind of look, read through some of these. And if one just feels right, we're going to run with it. Um, because I think this will kind of help us decide again what happened. Uh, because the bond is almost a flaw, right? No one else will go through or no one else, uh, is going to have to endure the hardships I've been through. I think if this flaw can tie into that hardship, that would be great. Um, Okay, one is I judge others harshly and myself even more severely. Now, uh, I put too much trust into those who wield power within my temple's hierarchy. So that could be within the tribe, right? So maybe he is super, like, again, as someone that's looked down upon, he just trusts all of the higher-ups immediately, whether it's the leader of the tribe and then this mentor-like figure that was this storyteller and or, like, warlock of a sort for the tribe. Yeah. Um, so that's a maybe, uh, but then not, not grabbing me. Uh, my piety, is that piety? Uh, yeah, I think it's piety. My piety, <laughs> that's a word, right? Piety is a word? Uh, sure. Piety? Is it piety? <laughs> it's piety. Piety sounds more like a word. Um, my piety sometimes lends me to blindly trust, blindly trust those that possess faith in my God. Are these all cleric? Okay, um... I am inflexible in my thinking. No. I am suspicious of strangers and suspect the worst of them. Eh. Uh, once I pick a goal, I become obsessed with it to obsessed with it to the detriment of everything else in my life. That's interesting. Um, because it could kind of be then his goal within the tribe became to be like, I want to become like this warlock. And this is all I want to do. This is not, I just want to tell stories and enthrall people and all of this. And then that could also then be any time moving forward with this character, they are very one-tracked, one, one, one-tracked minded. Where once, yeah. the, once they want one thing, that's it. Nothing else gets in the way of that. And, and, and maybe, you know, his, his goal then kind of goes back into the storytellers. He wants more stories, right? You know, maybe at some point this, uh, this uh, warlock mentor of his within the tribe, you know, got to a point where she's like, you know all of my stories. You know everything. You can already tell all of them at will, and, you know, you need to find your own. You need to find your own stories now, and and, and I can't help you with that. Like, you need to go out into the world and find stories and, and find more about uh, this particular old god, right? So maybe it becomes like this research, like, missing, and that's his one thing is he's trying to find um, – any sorts of writing or other types of uh, narratives about whatever this great old one is that they're trying to uh, subdue. Yeah, I like that. We're going to go with that one. Um, okay. Once I pick a goal, I become obsessed with it to the detriment of everything else in my life. Cool. So it doesn't exactly um, fit in with the hardships uh, from his bonds. Um, but with that, 
So I think, though, the hardship should be in as far as his family situation goes. Um, I think he was is an only child of a human father and a orc mother that when their tribe got overthrown, um, I think his his mother maybe got like maybe it's her old tribe. Maybe they ran away together and, and then he's they're pulled back into it, right? So they they're they're not this other tribe. She ran off with the this human man and then they get hunted down and brought back in. And yeah. Maybe then his father is killed for that, right? And so then he is raised in in this group, kind of seen as this lesser person. Um, so kind of going to a little cliche ish area, but I like that we're kind of playing with more of a magic end of it. And he's not trying to prove himself as a warrior. He's trying to, you know, how he escaped this awfulness of not being treated like everybody else is that he just grew close to. Um, this warlock, who I think is even just using him, right? She sees the the value of that the, the human side of him brings. Um, oh, for sure. And so she doesn't really respect him either, but she's at least covering it up a little bit more. Um, yeah. And I don't know why I decided the, the, the warlock mentor in the orc tribe is a woman, but she is. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So that's what we have. And then so the flaw, again, with the once he picks a goal, I become obsessed with it to the detriment of everything else in my life. Um, I think that became his goal within the tribe. When he was growing up, it was to earn the respect of this mentor. And so she almost became more of a mother figure than his actual mother did. Um, okay, so with all of that background stuff set, the last thing we have choose, left to choose is his alignment. Um, is there anything that jumps out to you first, Nate, that you think alignment-wise? Um, or do you want me should I? I'll explain the alignments first. <laughs> um, so uh, alignments range in two ways. There is good and evil with neutral in the middle. Um, and then there is lawful to chaotic, again, with neutral in, in the middle-ish. Um, so it, it, it's helpful to think of it as like a three by three grid or in the top left corner, you have lawful good. And then in the bottom right corner, you have uh, chaotic evil. And then that's kind of where you will usually find almost any character. Like you, there's, if you Google it or look it up online, there's from star Wars to game of Thrones to all of these different types of uh, characters that are plugged into this, this traditional system of, yeah. uh, of alignments. Um, so yeah, so we have lawful good, we have neutral good, chaotic good, and then we have lawful neutral, true neutral, which is right in the middle, and I would say is very difficult to ever accurately play, because, yeah. Um, and then chaotic <laughs> neutral, um, lawful evil, and then neutral evil, and chaotic evil. Um, so yeah, did you have anything that you think for this character, Nate? Um uh, let me just let me review myself real quick. Um, <laughs> I think so. Orc. Yeah. So for I feel, me, I, mean, I feel like it's gonna be a little chaotic. Yes. Yes, I agree. Um, I th- oh see, and this is where it's. I don't know if it's necessarily chaotic, but I think it's it's definitely neutral. He is in in some way, shape, or form like he. I don't think he's necessarily lawful, right? Because he's coming from a no. tribe. So there's, I mean, and again, when we say lawful, I mean, there's a lawful evil, right? So that doesn't mean, oh, everything he does by the law is good. It just means there's some sense of order that they follow and rules that they hold themselves to. Um, yeah. So, I, but I don't think there's any set, set of laws like that. Even within his tribe and group, he doesn't necessarily respect their sense of order. 
Um, but I, and so that's where. But I don't think. And as far as chaotic goes, it's again just more so being sporadic. And I mean, he does have kind of that element to him. But I think it, we kind of need to figure out what is his goal, right? What 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 like if he's going out into the world to try and spread or find more information on this great old god. The, those gods aren't necessarily seen as good, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like they're, they are chaotic in themselves, but they're not chaotic in that they're trying to spread chaos. They're just chaotic in that when they are tapped into, they, they tend to bring some sort of chaos to it. Um, yeah. So, but, but, but what do you, what, sorry, what, what do you think if you're, if you're picking one of these? Cause I have an idea, but if I were playing this character, I think I would make it a chaotic neutral because where I see uh, good, neutral, and evil is how you're going to treat other people, you know. Um, yeah. And I don't think he's going to necessarily be like really good and like respect everyone, but I also don't think he's out to hurt anybody. Um, so I would put him in neutral as far as that goes. And sure. the reason why I, I like chaotic is because um, I just view chaotic as like I just. At least my this is your character, but my vision of his yeah. character is going to be a little squirrely. Yeah, I, I think he's not going to sit still in his chair. Um, so that's why I think chaotic means that to me personally. That's how I interpret chaotic. It's just yeah. how you're going to carry yourself in the world, and I feel like he's going to be like, like I said, squirrely. Maybe he's looking over his shoulder for no apparent reason. Like no one's looking after him. He's like who's yeah. behind me, you know, <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. Well, I mean, um, so that's that's yeah. my interpretation of it. I like that, uh, and then even with that, it's. Um... I think I think maybe there's an aspect if you wanted to play with where he is constantly hearing whispers of some sort, right? Or he's hearing like the story, like maybe he's just hearing the stories over and over again in his head. Or maybe it's one of those things where like hearing them in his head is that what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. To to this point where it, it's it, maybe he was tortured as a kid, right? So like when yeah. he's when he's brought in, and so like his way of escaping all of that, and like what he found as his. Uh, way to not feel that like that 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 because that could be the hardship right or the that he had to endure is when he was brought into this tribe they were trying to test his grit and make a like a make a good orc out of him and mm-hmm. and through that who would come in and kind of then help him uh i don't know come back <laughs> and like be, feel more alive again was this warlock that would tell him these stories yeah. and uh and so anytime he's in these situations that get a bit hairy or a bit like, you know, close to how it was being uh, uh, tortured again, he starts hearing these stories. And he that's how he then calms down and brings himself back. So anytime he's feeling a little nervous or a little anxious or a little like something's building up, that squirreliness and that, that, that is driven from hearing these stories of the great old one in, in his head again. Um, my, my initial pitch was I was thinking neutral evil. Um, because again, with the, the influence of this, this patron, um, on him, it, it kind of would not intentionally make him evil, right? It wouldn't be his like intentions of it, but what his goals would be would kind of lend to types of things that might get other people hurt and he's fine with it. But yeah. I think your, your thought process and explanation behind it makes more sense. His, his intentions aren't evil so therefore he is not neutrally evil um 
and the chaotic neutral that allows him to potentially have some evil actions that happen. And I think the neutral evil is more of this mentor figure that we keep talking about, right? So I think she is neutral evil, or she might even be lawful evil, in that she has these goals of hopefully having him be able to go out, find more stories about this great old god, and then bring them back. Because mm -hmm. in, in some way, shape, or form then, maybe they can get more access and more power to this great old god and potentially even bring that god into this world in some way, shape, or form. Um, so yeah, I think, I, think that's, I think that's all good. Um, yeah, it's a, cho it's a choice you've got to make which one you're going with. I'm going to go with Chaotic Neutral, but he definitely, okay. but I, I think he leans, at least in the beginning, when we first find him, and right, and this is the fun part, I think, at least for me, what's always drawn me <laughs> to Dungeons and Dragons is these characters are fluid, and in any story, right, in, in any any form of of good storytelling, the character starts one way, but then they change as these events happen to him, right, and so. I think he starts as chaotic neutral, and then that battle for him is constantly between the good and the evil. The influence of the tribe and these people that, you know, kind of raised him has an evil tendency to it. But I think there's definitely room for him to lean into the good. And I think that's where it depends on what type of experiences and other people he's introduced to out in the world now that he's out there exploring. That could pull him into that good. Um yeah, and I think that's fun. That's what you want in a character. You want to have that that fluidity to be able to move between them. Like, so he could maybe end up by the all of, uh, by the end of it being neutral evil. I don't think he'll ever be chaotic evil because that's just to the point where it, it's you're you're have no care or no say or no goals. You're just you don't don't lost his mind. No goals. Yeah, you just like and that's maybe even like a possible. Joker. Yeah. Yes. Chaotic evil is kind of like a Joker. Or. Yeah, 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 to the point where you're just doing whatever because it sounds fun. Um, and he could end up that way, right? Maybe this influence of this god um, could end up driving him that way and driving him to this level of madness. But I could also see a point where he ends up chaotic good, where he realizes, you know, okay, yeah, this is kind of all over the place, and this god, you know, these powers I have, I can use them for something better. I can rein in those whispers. I can rein in that the 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 craziness from the other side, or maybe he thinks he can. And then he could mm -hmm. even end up more lawful or neutral evil if he decides to go the way of the, the tribe a little bit more and lets this mentor be somebody to him that could be um, a more of a stronger influence on him. Um, yeah. But yeah, okay, cool. Um, so we're going to go with neutral, or no, I'm sorry, chaotic neutral uh, as the last part of this. Oh, yeah. Right. Very good. We have quite an interesting half-orc character here. Um, <laughs> and then the last little bit that kind of I think we've already fleshed out are just kind of like allies and or organizations. And I think the main one is just his tribe, right? Yep. Um, and trying to think, if, if he's trying to find these stories and stuff, maybe he was sent out specifically to find a specific uh, a very certain library of some sort right and so he, he like maybe this the uh, this mentor let's start naming things right let's start giving names to this so his tribe what do, what do we think is a, is a good fun uh half orc oh, or just orc tribe that is kind of 
roving around um, and will take over cities at certain times, take what they need, um, is, is large, has uh, some influence from some weird gods that somebody happened to stumble upon um, in them. Do you got anything off the top of your head? Dude, I'm so bad at names. Okay, I, okay. I go to name generators on the internet what? when I make my characters. No, we can do this. Um, so, <laughs> half-orc. So, something with strength. And, like, maybe it's blood. Or, like, um, like I think we're thinking... Let's think two words. We got two words here. Um, it could even be... Are they more in the mountains, are we thinking? Or are they more in, like, the uh, wooded-type, like, area? Because that, that could help play into it, right? Um, yeah, I think they'd be in, like, a wooded type of area. Okay. wild. Okay, so what's out in the wild um, that can be seen as, like, dangerous? Maybe it's an animal. Maybe they're, they're like... Because the other thing, too, is I think they'll probably be, like, barbarians in this group. Yeah. And so maybe they have a certain animal that they are, are drawn to that is their, like, their totem, almost, of, of, an, of, a, of a sense, right? So, like, maybe it's bear. Uh, like, or what's, what's a more fun and, like, crazy off-the-wall <laughs> uh, animal? Um, than just a bear. Cougar? A, no. A lemur. Le- okay, that's a bit much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, fuck it. Let's go with bear. So they are, are they just bear orcs? Is that what they're just called? They're the bear orcs? Sure. It's I like that. and brute and just yeah. territorial. And, and it's one word. It's pronounced as one word, so the, the bear orcs. Um, so the name of the tribe is the bear orcs. Um, there we go. And then this mentor, uh, I think she has some like title. Um, so it's something like, what what is, what do we think like is an orc equivalent of like lady, right? So if you have like, Ooh, lady Bearmont, right? From Game of Thrones or whatever. What's, what's like a lady, like, uh, or What's an, what do we think is a fun orc version of that? Um, um, for lady, I mean, all I can think of are like, I feel like orcs wouldn't, because a lady is like a proper word. So yeah. I feel like their so title we'll, would be like wench. You'd be like wench storyteller. Sure. Like, <laughs> sure. Okay. So I don't, know, I don't know if it's necessarily wench, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. And that is correct. That's what I'm saying. It's not, it's not lady. It's something that is seen as more kind of brooding, but has a feminine uh, uh, quality to it um or maybe it's even all seer right so it's like all seer tar all seer tar i like that that's what we're going with okay <laughs> did you have something else you came up with or see nope all seer tar <laughs> so she is known as the all seer because she tells these stories and all of these things and she has access to magic um and then her name is just tar um <laughs> That's yep. That's great. Um, so, as far as allies and organizations go, he is from the Bear Orcs, um, and his main um, person of influence is uh, this warlock leader and like magical slash spiritual guard or, or uh, leader within the tribe, known as Alsir Tar, who. Uh, Kind of saved and ra- rose him, raised him, <laughs> rose him, <laughs> uh, raised him through these stories that she had access to. And I think what he is now doing when 
we come across him as he's been sent out into the world to go find more stories from this great old god. And she's sent him specifically back to a town where she first came across these stories in a book in, in some way, shape, or form, right? And so she wants him to go find more of these stories. So I think he's being sent to a very specific um, old library uh, to find more of these stories and find uh, where there might be other books by this, whether it's this author or, or something like that, that um, he can then seek out, bring back to the tribe in some way, shape or form, because I think maybe she's, she's getting old and she's dying. And so she wants to be able to uh, try and save herself in some way, shape or form by getting more power. He's in, and he's just now old enough to the point where she trusts him to go out into this world um, and find that. And his mother is still there in the tribe. She is kind of just seen as, uh, I don't know, a typical female within the, the orc tribe. She's never really been uh, as, as brooding or as aggressive as uh, the rest of the, the other members of this tribe. That's why she was drawn to his father. Um, and they tried to run away together, but then were brutally brought back in. <laughs> um, and yeah. All right, cool. All right, cool. So, yeah, that is what we're going to go with. Uh, what do we want the name of this library to be? Uh, the character to be? The character will be the last thing we name. Um, oh, okay. And I'm trying to think, if he's going out to find this library, um, maybe it's called the... It's... Mm-hmm. Something... Well, the part of the library he wants to go to is the Forbidden Stacks. Forbidden stacks. And then I th- I'm just trying to think what's a, if it's in this town that they at some point pillaged and like kind of took over and she found this library decades and decades ago. Um, maybe it's just the library of the city. So it's just library of Hag, uh, Harmond. There we go. Library of Harmony. Ooh, there we go. Library of Harmony. So, he has been sent out into the world um, to find the Library of Harmony um, in whatever city uh, they happen to have raided at some point, and he needs to find the Forbidden Stacks within it. Um, All right, cool. So that is his goals, and yeah. And so now, we got to name this character. So again, I think maybe he has less of an orc kind of name, right? Yeah. Um, because uh, a little bit of the human influence on him, and, and maybe he even tries to orc it up, right? Because he, he, w- he almost kind of wishes he was a little bit more orc. Like, it doesn't drive him or, like, have a chip on... Like, he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, but he likes who he is, and he likes that he tells these stories, and he, he gets really excited and worked up about him and just will kind of get over the top, but, like, he he secretly knows he wouldn't have to be this way if he would have just been like everyone else, if he just would have been this this strong, big orc. Um, so let's... Oh, let's just give him... <laughs> so let's just give him a super generic human name and then give him an orc nickname that he goes by within it. So I think his name is like... Dave. <laughs> okay. So, so his given name is like 
Dave, uh, uh, are they all bear orcs? Is the, the the last name of everyone in the tribe bear orc? So is it Dave bear orc? Yeah, it's probably what they would be. So it's Dave bear orc. Is um, or no, she would have given. Okay, so the name his mother gave him was the last name of uh, the the human man she fell in love with, which uh-huh. is. Uh, let's go with. Uh, not not too like it still should be high fantasy in some way, like Dave like so it's David so it's David, um, Wellington David Wellington David Wellington uh, Wellington is the father's name but then what he goes by is. Um, I think he goes by Id. So what he prefers to be called is Id, just I-D. Um, but it, it has some kind of flourish to it, some orcish flourish. And so it's like, you know, what's a... Um, what would he, what would his, his, what would they have teasingly called him, right? He's not big or he's not strong. He's like, um, hmm, why? Is, is, is he trying to be Id the wise? Probably. Mm. No, I think it's I think it's it's something like that, right? It's uh uh Huh. Well, I feel like he'd probably try to be like his mentor, so we got all C, so maybe he's like just something all know or um Seeker? Is he mm. All Seeker. Seeker mm. of all. Yeah. Um, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it should drive in some way. Like, because this is the name he he prefers to go by. While his name is David yeah. Wellington, um, he he goes by Id, but it's uh, the Id. No, maybe he just goes by Id. Id Bearork. He's Id Bearork, and he wants to become. And he, he he's a seeker. So he's seeker. Id Bearork. Nice, nice. Okay. So a Seeker, Bid- Seeker Id Bearork is his name. Um, all right, cool. <laughs> um, I like the name Id. What are your... Th- yeah, good? You good with Id? I'm good with Id. I mean, at the end of the day, it's your character, so... I know, but I, we're, building this, we're building this together. No, yeah, um, no, I like it. It's just something okay. simple. It's like Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Just, it's Id. Id. Okay, so, uh, Id, Seeker Id Berork is coming into town trying to find these forbidden stacks that he was told were in the Library of Harmony. And so, in doing so, ooh, you know what we can do? What we can do since this is the first episode? Do we want to name this tavern? Um, I don't know. You know how I feel about names. Okay. I, it's fine. I already have an answer to this. I think okay. what, what we want to call this, since we are the character development podcast, um, and it's CD for short, this tavern should be the CD Tavern. Yes. And it is not spelled CD. It's it's CD. And that, like, ooh, this is a CD. Would it be spelled, like, CD? Like, that person's a CD character? Yes. Like that. But it's pronounced CD, since, you know, this is an audio format. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Play on words or is it a play on words i don't know whatever it is um 
So yeah, so this is the CD Tavern in our, I don't know, the town is called Podcaster, Pod, Podcastera, Podcastera? <laughs> sure. <laughs> the town of Podcastera. Is that sound, <laughs> is that sound inappropriate? Is that too good? No, that's fine. Okay, so we are in Podcastera, Castera. We are in Podcastera, and we are in the CD Tavern. And um, I'm going to make you come up with a name for your bartender that's working today. Give me, um, give me something. It doesn't. I don't need like a full character thing. Just give me a name to be able to. Uh, or you know what? Do you want to do it? Names generator. Wow, wow. Bestlittlebaby.com. <laughs> <laughs> Get names. Oh my lord! It's not even a, a real. Uh, uh. <laughs> well, I called her. You know what? You, whatever you decide in the moment, just come up with it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just gonna. We're just gonna start. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready whenever you are. Okay. So Seeker Bearwork comes into the CG Tavern in Podcastria, uh, seeking information on the Library of Harmony. <clears throat> Hello. Oi. What can uh, I do for you? I am here because I am looking for a library in town. Do, is there one? Uh... Used to be, a while ago. No one's asked about a library in a, uh, quite a while. What do you mean, used to be? Uh, burnt down a little while back. Well, I guess a long time back at this point. Was, uh, was it about 40 years ago? Uh, I look at my wrist. <laughs> that sounds about right. What was on your... Uh, uh well, uh... <clears throat> That's not good. Uh, it was, this is the Library of Harmony, yes? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay. <laughs> I never went there myself, but, uh, yeah, that's what, I think that's what it was called. And no, what, what happened to the books? Books. Ah, yes. Books are inside a library, aren't they? <laughs> well, yes. you know, um, yes. I'd imagine that they also, uh, you know, burned. All right, well, I'm from out of town, and was told that somebody here had some leftover books from this library, or that there were books still available from said library, and I've come a very long way. Who, who would I talk to about said books? Uh, you know, uh, there's someone uh, in the back that's been a, been a member of this town for a, a little longer than I have. Uh, let me go get them. I uh, go... Behind some swinging doors into the back, I make you I make you wait about five or so minutes, and then I come back out. <laughs> same same character. Well, uh, looking for some books. Yes, did you find the person? Oh no, I just didn't want to talk about it anymore. Do you want a drink or something? What do you mean you didn't want to talk about it? Uh, just uh, books. I don't, uh, I don't know what goods you need b b books for. Do you, but anybody that might know where books would be. Uh, there might be an antiqui antiquity shop in town nowadays. If that okay. hasn't gone under yet, no one really uh, frequents it. Who? Where? Where would I find that? The antiquity store. 
Yeah, you, what part of town? Well, down the road. Uh, I do not need a drink. Is there a place to stay here? Um, yeah. Upstairs? Yeah. Do you have a room? All right. And, and, and what? I can trade you, I don't know, something for it. What, what does what it do? I have pelts and different, uh, I don't know, animal carcasses. You don't seem to have much decoration up in here. Perhaps I can give you... Uh, Do you have any books? Fuck you. <laughs> he walks out. <laughs> oh, I figured, you know, people might want to do some reading around here or whatever. Um, yeah, so that's... That was that. That was them interacting. Um, interesting. It's... it's. Do you, want to, do you want to come back the next day? <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming uh, he would eventually stay there. That would be the tavern in town where he would, he would sleep. Um, so yes, he would be there. Do you want? Do you? Should I continue with this interaction? Do yeah, you I think you more? should try to get your goal. I well, uh, he he. The goal became the antwi- antiquity store, and see. So this is the thing too. Is usually for anyone that doesn't. Um, isn't as familiar with D&D. Usually in these scenarios, there's rolling that will happen where it's like, oh, okay, you know, you have to try and like do an insight check or this background type stuff. But again, we're just trying to like focus more on it. And this falls on me more so because this is the character that we just created. I need to lean into probably a little bit more like what his, uh, like, because he's not uh, aggressive, right? But he is easy to anger and like he is very goal driven, right? So he's trying to just find these books right now. Um. Yeah, I don't know. And I think it. And I think it's safe to say because, like we discussed, um, away from this before we said to do this, I know it's. I have the information that you seek. Sure, okay. like in D and D, we don't know that, and you would have to roll those things. Insight mm-hmm. is he lying to me? Yeah. But for the purpose of this, I am always going to be lying to you. The character. Okay. I feel. I feel like in this situation. You want to meet your goal. I know what your goal is, so I'm going to fight you on it a little bit just to like force you and challenge you. Yeah. But that bartender knows what you want. Okay. So then, yes. Then in this scenario, what would have happened is he leaves in a huff to go find this antiquity store um, because that was the direction you sent him. Um, mm-hmm. And so in doing so, he then comes back later that night um, after coming up empty-handed <laughs> um, yeah. from those books. So you see him enter back in and just kind of sit down by the fire and start just kind of talking to himself um, and just kind of rambling uh, in, in his head um, over away from the bar, not really drawing any attention to him. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, mend the bar for me. I'll be right back and we'll check on that lad over there. I walk over to you. Yes, and that's and that is when the darkness, and that's where you will find light is, is inside of that. And so now I just need to illuminate the darkness. And, uh, and sir, yes, you do. Can I get you anything? Not unless it's. I I already know you. Uh, the antiquity store you sent me to does not have any books, and they laughed at me when they. When I even brought it up. So, no, I don't want anything from you. Why are these, uh, why are these books so important to you? I've never seen someone so, uh, just caught up in these, these books. Books contain stories. 
and stories contain so much. There is so much within... Have, you've never read a book. You've never... Have you ever heard a story? Do you want to sit down? Uh, uh yeah. I look over at the bar and it seems like they're not, not too busy, so I, I... Uh, sure, I can give you a moment, I suppose. Have you I sit ever, down. Have you ever heard the story of the never-ending darkness? Uh, sounds, uh... Like me every time I go to bed. <laughs> Pass out. I guarantee you it is nothing like that. Oh. Well, you go on. The never-ending darkness comes from a place that no one has ever actually been, but everyone has always seen. It is this ever-stretching void. And usually it's... It's scary to most, but if you can find the comfort in it, it allows you to know that there's nothing that you can't endure. And through that, you will find a sense of, of, of great peace. And so you talk of what you do in your sleep and how it brings some sense of, what, reassurance to you, I'm assuming, and comfort? Does it not? Uh, sleeping. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you drink till you pass out and you wake up and you do it again. <laughs> it's great. Yes, but no. N- no, that's not what... This story that I'm trying to explain to you is one of being completely a part of. And it happens daily. You can experience it not just at night and not when you're asleep. It is this comfort in the cold and the unknown that can just envelop you. I, I can, yes, I can do that. I can do that every every day. That sounds terrible. No, 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 no. I was first introduced to this darkness when I was kind of like you, naive and stupid. Oh. I was a child, though, so. I I was alone, and I started to hear whispers, and just these voices that would reach out to me, and kind of just comfort and tickle just at the, at the, at the little base of my ear here. And any time I would turn to find them, there was nothing. It was just these, these little voices that were just kind of reassuring me that there is nothing. That there is something, but it's, it's the, even the something is nothing. And that when we find this something, it will give us nothing. Does it make sense? Because uh. think about it. Think, think of right now, as you sit here in this bar, surrounded by all of these people, much, much to what? Your comfort, I'm assuming. Yes? I mean, this is just, this is where I, I work and live. Yes, how, how rewarding. But imagine that all of it is actually nothing, and there's nothing actually here, and all of this is just something. I mean, everything's something, isn't it? Unless everything that is something is actually nothing. So do you... Uh, 
do you understand that stories and these books and everything <laughs> together is all the same? All of it comes from this place of darkness that is reaching out for us always. And if you can just embrace that and allow it to envelop you, then there's nothing left to be afraid of. And there's nothing left to not bring you peace. So, when you ask me, why do I want these books? Why do I seek them so passionately? It's because I want to understand that more. I want more peace in the nothing that is actually full of something. Uh, what? That sounds, uh... Do you know anything more about the Library of Harmony and where these books are from? Because I can keep wrapping your mind for days. And then I cast Dissonant Whispers. <laughs> and <laughs> so in this way, after having talked to him for a while, I would cast just this little spell on him that would actually cause him some pain in his head. Um, and he would start to hear these whispers around him as I try and intimidate him into telling me more about... Um, these books. So he hears these faint whispers in the back of his head that start to envelop him. Uh, you've, you've got me, uh, I don't, I can't make sense of up or down right now. Good. Sir. Well, is this darkness? Is it, is it a good thing? Is it bad? <laughs> yes. It is both. It is everything. It is what does, I am trying to help you to understand what I can only barely begin to grasp myself. If you want to know more about this, if you really have questions, I can only give you so much without these books. Uh, and the, the li our, our little town of Podcastria... Held the library which uh, housed these books? Apparently. This is the direction I was sent by a very old and very powerful individual who was here once before. And this is where she originally found them. And she took one of them. And I am come back to hopefully find more. And potentially find out where more of them might be. So, if you cannot help me, then you are simply wasting my time. And time is something that I do not have a lot of. Uh, I mean... Uh, I, uh... Quit your bloody stammering and tell me what you know. I think I've got some books in, in, the, in the back... I don't know where they came from. They've just been collecting dust for a while. I can, I, I guess I can, uh... Take me to go, them. Go get them for you. No, no. Don't bring them out here. Take me to them. Uh, uh all right. Uh, just follow me. And I lead you, uh, to the back, behind, behind the bar to, uh, um, like a break area. My office, like a, a manager's office. Yeah. And in there is uh, a safe. I, like, I don't know. I don't know why they've, they've been in the safe. That they just seemed like nothing to me. But if it'll make mm. you stop 
hurting my brain with your words and you can <laughs> no this makes complete up. sense you know why you put them in there i guess i mean they do they just frighten me good now so i had it. to block them away i didn't know i didn't oh, want to ben, mess with it open it uh oh okay uh start to do the the combination and I open it and turn my back, and I didn't. I didn't see nothing. Yes, you can leave now. Uh, okay. And I go back out to the bar, <laughs> and he just locks the door <laughs> and sits in the office and starts thumbing through the books. <laughs> just gonna hang out in my office? Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> Id is gonna do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> um, yes. So. It took a second, right? It took some time. And that's the one thing I think with, oh yeah, and scene. That is, and there. And scene, yes. And yes. scene. Um, <laughs> no, so that's, I don't know, that's the, I think the fun of, of role playing games and stuff like this, right? Is it, it's, you kind of got to stretch <laughs> a little bit and, and, and figure out uh, what's, what the character's voice is, what they're willing to do, what they're willing to not do. And it's tough. It's, it's hard to do in, in a very, uh, I don't know, compact space uh, yeah. like this. But no, I think that second interaction kind of helped hone it in a little bit better, right? And it kind of, he, uh, and as far as like my decisions went um, with that, he, he just started rambling, right? And like his stories don't really have characters and adventures and all of this. It's just, it's this weird circle <laughs> that he kind of just talks in and it's when it's how he kind of tries to not necessarily overpower people, but enthrall them, right? And and get them yeah. to just pay attention. And it's it's one of those things where it's weird and that's what kind of draws people in but also pushes them away right it's it's this idea of like have you ever seen something that's so horrifying like like a whether it's like a, a movie poster or a picture or something it's like oh my god i don't want to look at that but i can't yeah i can't look away <laughs> in, <laughs> in in a very weird and uncomfortable way and i think that's what he tries to do that's what id that's what id Berork's main like <laughs> sense of appeal uh just make people uncomfortable make them uncomfortable and just try and hold as much attention as he possibly can um in in, in commanding a room um but yeah so yeah he found his books yay i like that we gave a books a sense of power at the end there yeah when you're yeah, like, right? when you're like you know why you locked them away and it's like fuck these books are weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah and see i think <laughs> what's what's fun and cool about this is this could be like kind of the episode zero of of a uh, uh, of a campaign. It could be okay. These books now for a warlock, they need some sort of um, what's the word that they, they they get a a focus? Is it or or yeah, something? It's a yeah, it's a focus that gives him this power, right? And so him finding these books could be all right. Now he's a level one warlock. He did it! Yay! He found these books, and so. I mean, I guess it wouldn't make sense of why he was able to cast Dissonant Whispers, you know, right away. But whatever. It's all made up. This is all <laughs> completely, you know, in our heads. Um, but, yeah. And so this could be, like, his intro. And now at this tavern, as every other 
amazing D&D campaign starts, other adventurers come in with other goals. And so, like, he found these books, but he was told, you know, okay, we'll see where these books lead you and find other things and bring back as much information as possible about mm-hmm. about this god. And so, like, he will then in some way, shape, or form want to continue and find other things or maybe there's pages missing from these books or like there's all sorts of different hooks and different ways we can go now um with this character of id barork who yeah is going to live out in this world of podcastria (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah so that's that's pretty much that so like i said this is uh our first character (laughs) that we've that we've created uh this half orc warlock um so yeah what do you what are your thoughts, Nate? What do you think uh this character can potentially lead to or what would excite you about trying to play a character like this? Um, I like that he right now in this moment, like like I like the idea of you brought up that this is how this character gets gets introduced into a campaign. And I like the idea of this guy maybe sitting in this in this manager's office that he just took over reading these books feeling like he's awesome about to learn a whole bunch of stuff and maybe it's not quite what he wanted them to be and he leaves in a floor in a fluster now he's got he's back to square one and he bumps into you know your other party members your other three or four party members and somehow gets roped in with them um so i I like the idea that this is his starting point and something larger and wherever that goes is, you know, at the end of the day, up to the player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, like we were saying earlier, like he right now is is very goal oriented, and I'm finding this this other information and these other books. But like, I think in in a way he is smart enough, and like his wisdom's super crazy high, so he understands sometimes you need to use other people to achieve the, those greater goals. Um, yeah. And I think this is a, a fun character because it allows you to kind of toe that line of good and evil, right? Because you, at the end of the day, like I said, his end goals could be in some way empowering this great old God, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is definitely going to cause more harm to people. But he's, he's wise enough to understand that you might have to do some good along the way. And maybe through doing some of that, he changes and realizes, Oh wow, these other things and this power and these other escapes weren't really a thing that uh, I, I should be embracing, you know? And I think yeah. if, if someone wants to pick up this character and try and run with him, I would love to see their, their dance with that, right? The, that yeah. back and forth and let it affect you. Let those, those types of things in, inform those character decisions. This is a great starting point, I think, um, for a background and a character. And even for like a dungeon master or a game master to take this character, like, what is that tribe, right? What else is going on with that tribe? Where are they at currently? Where are they going? Why? What? What is happening with uh, Alsir Tar? That sh- actually, why did she send him out? Is she actually dying? Maybe it's something else. Maybe there's a, yeah. a big ritual. There's a certain blood moon type thing that's coming up, and blah blah blah. Like, it doesn't have to be you know the first arc of the the campaign you guys do, but. If at some point he starts collecting these little things out in the world and is ready to go back, or if they happen to be in a town that gets attacked by this tribe at the same time, like there you go, boom. There's there's some of the world to kind of help you flesh that out, and yeah, and uh, I think that would definitely be I think what I am <laughs> excited for anyone out there listening to potentially do, and I would encourage you guys to just kind of run with this and and the stats and everything else here. If there's little things you think that maybe make this a little bit better <laughs> or that we did wrong, or if we forgot something, let us know. 
<laughs> and uh, make those changes uh, yourself. Uh, we'll make uh, this character sheet and uh, put it up on our social media. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's that's what I would say. Uh, yeah, that's pretty what? much it. At the end of the day. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys uh, for listening. Uh, this is our first episode, which uh, went a little longer than uh, I thought we. Uh, originally thought it would <laughs> um but i i think it definitely was uh, i had fun doing it yeah and um, once we stop having to reference things uh, yeah it becomes you know secondhand yeah. information to us yeah, yeah we'll definitely be able to chop it down yeah but i had fun and that's the goal yeah and so yeah definitely let us know uh what your thoughts are on uh id bear orc seeker id bear orc um (laughs) and what we did wrong what could have made him a little bit better a little bit stronger and like i said yeah if you guys want to use this character we will put uh the character sheet uh up online on our social medias um and yeah and then also like what does this guy look like Right, I mean, he's this half orc that's a little bit scrawny, and you know, he is now leaving this tribe, and he apparently has pelts <laughs> because that's what he was willing to trade <laughs> in, um, were were some kind of hunting like materials. So maybe he's got you know some some other more outdoorsy woodsland like stuff. I would love to see if someone wanted to try and uh, draw this character up. I know this time we didn't really get into much of what he looks like. We did say, you know, he was tortured as a kid at some point. So maybe he's got a little bit of scars or something. Maybe he has a prominent like face scar or something um, that, that, you know, was a part of this, this torture of him growing up. But we'll, we'll try and do that a little bit more uh, for the next time to give you guys kind of more of a visual of, of what the character actually looks like, because I think it would be cool to see your guys' interpretations of uh, what these characters look like in the world. Um, But yeah, yeah, other than that, I would say we're excited to keep doing this every week. Uh, whether people are listening or not, we're having fun with it. So um, yes. we would love any suggestions from you guys, right? We started. Uh, we, we will start every episode uh, with the top tier of characteristics that are the predetermined kind of like tent poles. So if you guys have had, you know, in the back of your head thinking, man, you know what would be really cool if we made a, I don't know, a, a Kenku bard that can only repeat <laughs> uh, what what they've heard through songs, and so they're just like a I don't know, like a jukebox. Um, let us know. Let us know any suggestions you, you guys might have, and throw them at us, and then we'll plug it into this formula we have. Make up the rest as we go, and uh, see what kind of interesting characters that we can create. So yeah, definitely uh, if you want to reach out to us on our social media, uh, feel free to put the suggestions up there. What are our social medias, Jake? Well, our social medias are actually all at RNG underscore PC. That's for Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. As well, we have a Gmail that's set up that is RNGPCpodcast at gmail.com. What's an RNGPC? Well, I'm glad you asked, because this is Jake from the future, actually, Nate, and we changed the name of our podcast. Spoiler alert. Future Jake? Yeah. And our name is actually now RNGPC because it's a random number generated player character. Oh my God. What geniuses thought of that? Are we that smart in the future? We are this smart in the future. Just wait. Has the quarantine ended? No. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's it's still happening. There's still. You know what? I don't have time to explain all of that. We're just here for the podcast. Valid. What can they do with our social medias, Jake? Well, 
There's all sorts of engagement that they can really do here. We continue to make episodes every week. We're still doing it. It's You know what? It's actually gotten so much better. So, like, definitely nice. keep listening and keep making it. But what has made it better is that people are engaging now. People are reaching out. They're giving us different examples of characters that we can start building, right? So they give us characteristics that we could potentially use to just start for these characters that we then watch them blossom and bloom into other beautiful are they giving us are they, are they giving us art? There is some. There is some art. We could definitely use more because we could always use more art in this world. But all of the art that is being shared with us, we're also then sharing back out with people. Oh, my goodness. It's almost like, you know, we give and take. Yeah. It's like social media being social it's great yeah future looks so bright it's it's definitely not darker than the past because the sun's still up (laughs) but yes so everyone that's listening please reach out visit our social medias pull down these character sheets let us know how you've used these characters and what else you would like us to see in the future and keep well just keep rolling and keep playing is that our slogan? Yeah, it becomes the really cheesy tagline that I fall in love with and now say at the end of every episode. Oh my god, every podcast has one of those. I'm so happy for us. Yeah, we found it. Dope. <laughs> Alright, well, that's the end of our first episode. Uh, this dumpster fire keeps going from here, but it gets a little, a little more contained. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you next week. Goodbye.